Welcome to the Voices in Recovery podcast. Voices in Recovery is produced by Freedom's Path Recovery Society, a registered Canadian charity. If you enjoy the podcast, please consider a donation to Freedom's Path Recovery Society. All donations go directly to assisting Freedom's Path in providing your services free of charge and helps us keep the podcast going. We are grateful for any and all donations. This podcast discusses difficult topics such as childhood abuse, drug and alcohol use, sexuality and sexualized trauma, and more. If you are under the age of 18, please speak with your legal guardian prior to listening. The opinions expressed during the podcast are those of the individual and not those of Voices in Recovery or Freedom's Path or any other organization. Thank you for listening, and I hope you enjoy this podcast. This podcast is being recorded on the traditional land of the Blackfoot Confederacy. This consists of the Kainai, Pekani, Siksika, and the Blackfeet in the U.S. We acknowledge the Stony Nakoda, which consists of the Bearspaw, Morley, and Chiniki. We acknowledge the Satina, who are Dene, and the Métis, Inuit, status and non-status from all of Turtle Island, and those who are visiting. We are all treaty people. Alrighty then. <laughs> it always says, like, we are recording, and I have to say, okay. I am okay with it. Oh, do I you? Like- yeah, I like oh, wow. it. it. Makes it makes me make sure that the people who are there have give consent. So oh, that's hilarious. Yeah, I know it is. It's hilarious, but it's probably a good idea. Well, I think when when COVID first hit and they had a whole lot of problems with that because people mm. were recording when people thought they weren't, and then things yep. were said, and mm-hmm. <laughs> bosses were that. angry. Dude, I could see that happening, man. Like totally. that's a. That would be the Wild West, eh? Like yeah, when yeah. 2020 hit, like the Wild West of like online meetings and group stuff. Oh, oh yeah. My. And there were so many good bloopers from like the first year. Oh, yeah. So many people like <laughs> forgot their cameras on. And... Yeah, they did. <laughs> they forgot. Yeah. And and like, seriously, I, I don't know what kind of a creature uh, we would have to be to be like maybe auto eroticism while on a zoom meeting like i i'm sorry i think like <laughs> <laughs> i understand lust too like i am very lustful. Sure. i have been very lustful in my life i just don't get that like i don't get it honestly though it has to be the danger of possibly getting caught or just like that's, the biggest f you to your boss and coworkers okay. or something See, right that kind of shit makes sense to me i dig it I totally it's gotta be it. that that's the only yeah. thing i can think of yeah no that makes sense and i think like i mean even either way it's i'm not judging i'm just saying it's one of those things that we all kind of noticed that there were some weird <laughs> some well weird i won't say weird because they're just different some yeah, different some, habits that people yeah. have online right that's right and of course, I think the first year of COVID was, was, it was helpful that everybody was drunk all the time. <laughs> well, and it's like, it's like somebody said, I heard a long time ago, somebody talking about social media and how like, we don't really have like societal rules about it. Like when you go to uh, you know, a hockey rink, there's like, they just, we, we all know the general rules of how to behave. Well, and there are unwritten when, rules. Yeah. Yeah. But when you get online, it's like, <laughs> rules for behavior i don't know so we're trying yeah, dude. and so like that early 2020 covid stuff was just trial and error dude it, it was man like those churches getting photo bombed and porn bombed with like uh oh yeah images of disturbing pornography yeah <laughs> i mean don't get me wrong i i don't find that not funny except for some of the some of the images obviously were not funny right um, yeah yeah 
because they're of children and stuff like that. Yeah, I, but I'm speaking more of the adult pornography that was um, yeah. interjected into church services, like into their Zoom services. I find that kind of fun. Right? Yeah. Um, well, but, I always find know, it interesting what kind some of creepers out there. I was going to say that I'm like, I'm always interested to know what kind of person is like, all right, today. Like, the, the only way I can see that being really acceptable is if, like, you had a bunch of friends over and they're all like, no, man, we're daring you to do this. <laughs> okay, fair. And, and then maybe, but, like, man, that takes a lot of guts to, to do stuff like that. Yeah. I saw this sure guy, is, man. the most recent one I saw. <laughs> it takes a lot of guts and a lot of other Green stuff. screen behind him. Yeah. And then, uh, but he had it mounted to, to his, like, two of them on, like, shoulder straps. And then he mounted his camera on his, like, skidoo. Yeah, and he went friggin' skidooing, and he's in like a Zoom meeting. So they recorded it. So he posted like the side by side of what they're seeing and what he's doing. Yeah, it was awesome, dude. That's hilarious, man. right? Yeah, that's funny. All right, so what should we talk about tonight, Dave? Well, uh, you brought up something, so yeah. why don't we talk about that first? I think like because I know, yeah, you go ahead, man. You just started off because you brought that up. Yeah, well, I was uh, before we started recording. Um, I had mentioned that uh, something came across. I saw something in Tennessee where the governor, you know, is given ten billion dollars more to their budget for the state. And uh, I don't know. I just kind of clicked on it, and it was like because um, it said something about addiction services, and I thought, oh well, mm-hmm. let's see how much that's getting. Yeah, and it was uh, it was pretty amazing to see how all the big numbers start at the top and that just trickles down and the zeros gets less and less <laughs> till you get yeah. to addiction and recovery services, mm-hmm. which was out of that ten million, a whopping seven million bucks for the entire state of Tennessee. Yeah, and uh, it just made me think. Like I started looking at you know Alberta's budget and yeah. stuff like that, and it's just really telling how. Um, we will spend money fighting crime. We'll spend money mm-hmm. fighting addiction, arresting people, throwing them and in, incarcerating them for mm-hmm. possession or yeah. because they're using and they're kind of out of their mind or whatever. Right. Yeah. But we won't spend any money to actually help people. Yeah. Like, or, and, or we do, but it's such a small amount. Well, it is a small amount. And that's an interesting question, man. Like, or an interesting, I don't know, subject, I guess. I'm yeah. going to try to channel my inner, inner Dominic on this, on my answer. Um, who, like, I guess the difficulty is always in deciding where the budget goes, right? Mm-hmm. Like what's, and I mean, don't get me wrong. Obviously there needs to be some reprioritization of the budget, right? Like yeah. when, when something that we all think is essential, like social services, like we yep. all, most of us, most of us think they're essential. I won't yeah, say absolutely. all. I, yeah. I don't want to say all because I've met people who don't. <laughs> and, and that's fair, right? Like they have a yeah. right to believe in that. Sure. Um, and I don't want to leave them out. Um, but of course, now I can't remember what we were talking about. Well, I just think um, you were talking about how like uh, we don't, we, we tend to spend the money on the bigger, on the yeah, fighting it and not taking care of people. Yeah. And I think like you mentioned before we started recording, um, the fight is over. Like what, what are we fighting now? I yeah. think, I think that's the key, right? It's like, okay, we're going to fight crime. That's fine. You want to call it fighting crime or you want to be tough on crime. And that's mm-hmm. like Alberta's go-to, right? Yeah. I mean, since yeah. I've been yeah, in yeah. this province, I have not experienced 
anything but a tough on crime province. Absolutely. Like, yeah. If and maybe it's a tough on crime city. Um, sure. But but I think it's the whole province. Like I think oh, oh it definitely is. Yeah. I mean, yeah. rural Alberta, it's a huge thing, right? So yeah. Yeah. And and don't get me wrong, we need policing. Like Absolutely. this is yeah. this is not an all or nothing thing. And no, no. I think the only reason we really do stop on law enforcement, right, for these budgets is mm -hmm. because the percentage is so overwhelming, right? Yeah. Like, it's just so much more than everything else. And, well, and again, and for me, it's like, they're the front line of the government's 100%. efforts. So it's like, we'll spend money on hiring five more officers to further fight the war on drugs. But we won't spend the money to get five more people into recovery. Mm -hmm. And that to me is like, that's where I, I have an issue with it. It's not that, mm -hmm. yeah, we need um, a lot. There's a lot of crime going on other than mm -hmm. just, you know, but to me, I look at things like what impacts b budgets across the board more. So when you look mm -hmm. at like addiction and stuff like that, you're impacting healthcare services, policing and justice services, social services sometimes. Um, like you're, you're impacting several areas of what the government spends money on. Yeah. So I really think like, if you look at it just on the justice side, you'd mm -hmm. probably still save money. And, but if you looked at it mm -hmm. overall, treating illnesses and stuff like that, like addiction and things mm -hmm. like that, rather than having more force to go fight it, yeah, you would, it would impact and lessen the burden on all those other departments of government. Mm -hmm. So I, I don't know. That's, that's where I look at it. Dude, I, I hear you, man. I agree. I think the, the reprioritization of budget is one thing, but another thing is how do we use that money, right? Like yeah, exactly. Doing with that? So you can put, as far as I'm concerned, we could have a huge part of the budget going to justice. But mm -hmm. if, and I'm going to put the caveat in there, that if justice includes uh, rehabilitative services, yes, right? Absolutely. And so what I'm getting at is drug court, because I think drug court yeah. is a phenomenal idea. It is a fantastic yeah. idea. Is it perfect? Of course not. Like these programs, anytime people go, oh yeah, but the success rate, I, I understand the success is low. You know why the success is low is because people keep saying success rate. They don't just yeah. focus on the fact that this is one, one uh, leap away from the punitive history we have, right? It's one exactly. tiny leap, even though I think it's a pretty big leap for our justice mm -hmm. system to even have this, right? Yeah. Um, especially in Alberta. When it came to oh, Alberta, yeah. I don't think I don't think there were very very many people who weren't shocked. <laughs> like, yeah. right? And don't get me wrong, man. There's Alberta has blossomed. We have mm -hmm. the we have Indigenous court, right? We oh, have, that's right. Yeah. We have so many different supports now in terms of justice. Yeah. And and so I think. That's why when we, you were talking about the stats, it's like, I, I really want to be careful because we do have some pretty innovative things going on in Alberta. Yes. They're, we're not perfect, man. Like we, yeah, need, yeah. More, we need more of what we have, obviously, yeah. right? And, and probably less of what we don't need. I think yeah. it's okay if we were to like trim some of the fat from everywhere of things oh, that we don't yeah. need and funnel that into, yeah. I think, direct care services, right? To, to humans. Well, and I think it, it, it applies to me, it applies not just to like addiction and recovery. Like, yeah. like when I look at things, like I look at how can we help people who are struggling? Well, and, and I want to put some more money into mental health too, right? Like, we're exactly. Not just, yeah. Yeah. We're not just talking about um, 
alcoholism or drug addiction, like there's a no. gamut that that topic covers. Absolutely. But then on top of that, we need to talk about mental illness because as far as I'm concerned, and, and of course the science will say it's not 100%, and I, I would agree with that, but a good percentage of people who are in recovery have mental health difficulties, right? Yeah. And, and so, and a lot of, lot of us have untreated mental health difficulties, yeah. which is part of why we engaged in self-soothing and self-medicating, right? Yeah. Now, whether a person knows they're self-soothing or self-medicating, it doesn't take away what that they're doing it. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, for because, sure. because we could start out and say, you know, I could start out and say, yeah, I started binge drinking um, because it was fun. Oh, and, absolutely. And it was fun for sure. Yeah. But there was a part of my darkness inside that was pushing me towards binge drinking as yeah. opposed to every, the, the, 98% of people around me who weren't <laughs> mm. right. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, so anyway, I think addressing all of those um, concurrent disorders at the same time is something we really need to work towards, Matt. Well, and, and I agree with you. I think we need to spend more effort on, on these kinds of things instead of just like, and I find too, it just all kind of gets lumped together, like mental health addictions and whatever. But it's like, well, we need to really put the effort into building out programs in those areas. Um, and, and that's where like, it, it, I, I find it frustrating, you know, as a taxpayer. Um, mm -hmm. And I, I mean, I pay taxes, I didn't mean that. But like, I don't like playing, <laughs> well, I'm a taxpayer too much, but yeah. But the truth is, is you but see this are. money. Yeah, well, that's just it. And you see it go to waste so many places or, um, you know, there's a lot of corporate welfare as far as corporations mm -hmm. go, just, you know, Alberta nationally, internationally. You know, and it's funny, dude, you said that. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but this is something that bugs the shit out of me that people say. Like yeah. they'll they'll come down hard on like working poor Canadians, working poor yes. humans. They'll come down hard on them, man, for for needing help. Yeah. But I don't hear anyone walking around out crying about like how the corporations need help. Exactly. Right? Like, it, what the what the fuck is that about? <laughs> Well, that's just it. Like, why do corporations that make, like, why does Apple need all those tax breaks so that they yeah. can make, you know, extra billions? Like, are these people I, not rich enough? I get that those industries are important, right? Like, I Absolutely. Get but the humans who aren't in those industries have to be more important than an industry. Like, what I'm saying is yeah. a person has to be more valuable than an industry. Right. Well, and I think about, I think the way I, like, this is what bothers me and frustrates me with a lot of these conversations is if you took that same amount of wealth, those people could still live beyond anybody's wildest dreams. Hmm. And we could make it more equitable with them still living beyond most people's mm -hmm. wildest dreams. Yeah. And, and, but be able to cover programs and be able to help people and, and not just in, but like in general, just help people, yeah. homeless people, mental health, like, addiction recovery uh yeah. disabilities um things like I, that like in a perfect world man i wish yeah. those folks who had that money just did that on their own and th know? there are I've, I've actually read about a group that, mm -hmm. of like millionaires or something yeah. that got together that is trying to like get government and, and see and those are the people heavier. those are the people i know man the people yeah. i know who support us and support other charities and stuff mm -hmm. like i, I can't I can't honestly say that it would be a good idea to take money from anyone, right? Like, yeah. 
because they earned it. Whatever they did to earn it, they earned it. Whether it Absolutely. was like, and don't get me wrong, like old money is old money. Somebody earned it. Like for sure. Yeah. No, I so, and, and I don't I don't want to argue about that because fr- frankly, the re- distribution of wealth has always been off. Oh, totally. <laughs> like, yeah. And it's so far off. Like, yeah. Um, which is it's not good. Like, I don't know what yeah. to do about that. I think yeah, that, yeah. like you said, if more and more uh, people with wealth like chipped in, I think yeah. like the group you taught you mentioned, that kind of stuff takes off man it has oh, like sure. snowball effects right yeah. like um and fuck it's great like it's yeah. brilliant right seeing all the different like mechanisms of people trying to help in different places in different ways like it's pretty fantastic yeah. um, well what's amazing is is that you know we we do have pretty good like we have good services the services that are out there are pretty good services for like addiction recovery mental health there is some good services out there I mean, it's not enough, but the fact that never enough. Exactly. But the fact that it honestly, it's still able to function to a certain degree um, as a system and actually help people and get people into recovery and, Mm -hmm. and do what it does. I mean, that says a lot considering how little funding it does get. Yeah. Um, Which says a lot about the humans involved Mm -hmm. and their, their commitment to it. Absolutely. Whether it's addiction recovery or, mm-hmm. or, you know, rights for disabled people or whatever. It's like yep. the people in there are committed to that so hard that, that that's how those things are able to move forward. And Absolutely, that's actually pretty amazing. It is pretty amazing. <laughs> yes. You're not lying, man. It's really amazing. Yeah. Cause it, I mean, you think if you threw 20 million more dollars at something like it'd be great. Yeah. But yeah, you know, you, you, it is still pretty good now. Like but there's, there's and there's some people. things that that need to that need more than money just put into them, right? Yeah, absolutely. like like you know, I think about when people are talking about, well, you should be social workers going on check on welfare calls, for example. I don't disagree with that, but mm-hmm. I I would disagree with going alone. Okay? Yes, like absolutely. We've we've come a long way from there, especially well in Alberta specifically, where I've noticed more and more people have to work together right yep. now i'm not saying every agency does that yeah i don't think that agencies can afford to do that right yeah um, for sure but there are certain certain groups organizations that will absolutely not work by themselves right mm-hmm. and that should be no different um in terms of like a social worker going to check on welfare it's all well and good right because i don't yeah. i don't disagree man there needs to be some sort of buffer between sure. the the person who's going to enforce the law and the person who is really just having a hard time, yeah. right? And and because what happens is is when those things go off, it's the person who's having the fucking worst day of their life, right? Probably if not in the worst place of their life, right? Yeah. Um, and that's why you're there, uh, yeah. for the most part, to check on them. So why send a sphere into a place where you need a medic or some kind of healer? as opposed exactly, to yeah. right but the healer needs protection absolutely right? and so it's a yeah. it's a it's a constant connection we all need each other um yeah. it, it goes back to i think we were talking about it um at some point on the show probably many times through the years here because it's been a couple of years now um, it has yeah like talking oh fuck man i just lost it taking a spear to a yeah yeah i don't know I don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah, that was so weird. It was it was good too, and I was like, oh, and it was gone like a 
<laughs> like a butterfly. It must have been like, I must have been thinking about something that wasn't true. So <laughs> it must not have been true. Um, but no, I, I really appreciate the, I, I think what I've witnessed or seem to have witnessed is more and more like at least cities and groups trying to yeah. adjust this budget, right? Yeah. Like, and, and like we talk about the police again, because it's such a big part of the budget. That's the only reason, right? Well, and it's in a lot of cases, third. in some cases, it's a third. Yeah. Right. And honestly, they're almost diametrically opposed to like, it's like the, it, it's the first thing that a lot of people in addiction are going to come across. Yes. When absolutely. It comes to government honestly, services. Between, between so, frontline care workers, yeah. nurses, and police, right? Medics. Yeah. Um, and, and anyone else who works outreach on the street, like dope team, that kind yep. of stuff, right? Like, um, and thank God for more dope team, right? Like, I think there's yeah. two teams now or yep. two separate units. It's, it's amazing. Yeah. And, and that is what I, I mean, I love that. And the police love that, right? Like that, yeah. that's the thing um that um that i know is that the the officers really love the dope team right oh yeah because that's in in our in their minds it's ideal right it is look you have these wonderful caring humans who are going to do a way better job at this than us right yes. like look my knuckles drag when i walk okay so chances are I probably, I might have a different interaction with that person than these two yes. loving, compassionate humans. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Who are also not going to take your shit, but yeah. they're not going to take your shit in a different way. Right. Yeah, yeah. Like, because they're not the tip of the spear. They're, they're a different part of the whole. Right? Yeah. Um, all necessary, you know? Oh like, yeah. I think what did I hear once? I think if there was like probably five dope teams in this city, um, that might start like plug, plugging the hole. <laughs> See, and that's what I mean. Like we, we have a program that works well. Mm -hmm. um, and let's say, okay, you pull the police officers and, and it comes out favorably that they kind of, they all like it. And yeah. um, so then to me, it's like the next step is, well, let's do more of that. 100%, man. But it seems to be, it's like, no, we gave you one. Yeah. Now we're going to go hire or buy a new tank so we can <laughs> do no-knock raids that nobody <laughs> needs. And then some police departments aren't even asking for. Yeah. And they're like, no, you need a tank and 12 SWAT team officers and more guns to fight need, the drug war. You need a tank and two cannons. Right? At but instead... Two cannons. <laughs> but you got this program that actually does good things and you're yeah, like, man. no, no, one is good. And I, that's where I get really frustrated. Well, I think a lot of people get frustrated, right? I agree, man. I think that's the frustration, right? Is like, yeah. how, do we, how do we bridge this huge canyon, man, between these essential, all essential services, man? Because I, I'm sorry. If you ask most Calgarians, they do not want to watch people freeze to death. They no. do not want to no. watch people like continually go back to jail. Like that no. makes no sense right um and so i think if mo if you ask most people that's the reasonable thing is like look how could we stop this right look you have to be punished if you break the law i get that okay sure. i'm not like i'm not hugging a tree tonight because it's too cold outside right um but but that can't be the only thing involved 
Exactly. What are we hoping to do with these men and women if not help them? Exactly. Right? Like if yeah. they want it. Look, if if you don't want it, you want to go to jail and just be in jail, that's cool. Like I get yeah. it. That's your choice, right? Yeah. But if you if there's opportunities to do like more opportunities for drug court, there's more dope teams, there's yeah. more earlier interventions, right? more cultural supports, more cultural supports, like double up the indigenous court, right? Yeah. Like, we know there's a misrepresentation of indigenous humans in our court system, yeah. right? Um, and so I don't, I mean, again, this is like you just said, right? Oh, this thing works really good. This is really cool. Yeah. Okay, cut it in half. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Instead of doubling it. Yeah, or make them beg every year to keep that program. Dude, and make them jump through hoops until the, oh, yeah. whoever the executive director is, is almost dead. Until exactly. Until get the second team. Right. Yeah. And of course, I'm just making that up from what I understand about the industry, you know, oh, um, from experience. <laughs> yeah, I think I think the dope team was, should have at least two or three more units. Right. Yeah. Um, I think they do a service that lots of people will like give credit to the CPS for. Yeah. Right. Because CPS used to have to do it all. Right. They used to have to do all that. That's why they're like, oh, like most of the constables I know, man, are like they're they're a godsend. Yeah. Right. Like whatever that is, they're a godsend. Well, and I think we need to I, I think as a society, we need to rethink the roles that we expect people to play. Like, because when I look at um every day we do, man, you're right. Yeah, but when I so when I think about like, okay, somebody has an extreme moment, you know. Um, neighbors called and so police and maybe a social worker shows up they're just they're just out of sorts that night you know they had a shitty night whatever things are cool and but maybe like to show that community support like maybe we should have programs where those like that social worker can come back or those two can come back mm -hmm. and check on the person not because they're there on a call not because they're trying to arrest them just to say we we were here the other night we're just worried about you know like so I think funding things like that, where you can show compassion, yeah, where you can have more of an impact than just the moment of crisis. Mm -hmm. And then, but later on be like, okay, but no, we, we are like, mm -hmm. there's a little bit of support here for you. Like, yeah, maybe if you were in a crisis moment, maybe there's a way you can get a couple of counseling mm -hmm. sessions for free or something, well, dude, you know? Yeah, man. And if like, they, if they shift the budget, you can get, you can work that in. You can exactly. It, yeah. You can work it side by side with whatever law enforcement um needs are there we could attach exactly. it if it's necessary yeah right because i've been out on ride-alongs where back in the day before covid of course yeah, yeah. um where the offers would would ask me to talk to somebody who was there right yeah. just because i'm i'm not them you're not in a uniform you're not i'm not in a uniform imposing. i'm not a police officer i'm not imposing anything on anybody right and, yeah. and you know what they're always right it works yeah <laughs> I'm nervous as shit, but like the truth, cause I'm in front of people and that always makes me nervous. Right. Especially here on the podcast. Very, very nervous. Um, but yeah, I know it, it makes me nervous, but it, uh, I tell you, it makes so much sense. Yeah. Right. Like to, to not help, help them when they're identifying that that is a need, right. Because yeah. most officers know that that if you were to take some of these calls away from the police, they would be much less stressed. <laughs> oh, I'm sure, right? yeah. Because yeah, how yeah. stressful do you think it is for someone who doesn't want to shoot someone when, when someone is out of their mind and on psychosis yeah. and coming at them with a knife? 
Well, and they 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 haven't really been trained with anything other than their police training. That's right. Which, okay, they have a weapon. I'm trained to deal with that now. But the stuff leading up to that, they're not that's, trained for that. That's right, man. So like you're, maybe you're just be less of that if there was more preemptive exactly. training, right? And preemptive care. Well, and I think I think too, like you, like we've we've kind of come to a point where it's a uh, us versus them, which is and and I think it's on you know. It is what it is. But I do think like there was a time when there was the community police. Mm -hmm. But, you know, so if, you know, some 16-year-old was getting in trouble that night, mm -hmm. you know, the cops would drive him home. and Yeah. Nothing would happen, right? Like, yeah. it, it was just a, a scare more than anything. But mm -hmm. kind of, and I know that as big cities, we can't have the small town feel. But I do I think, think there's a lot true. of room for compassion. Yeah. And I do think if we got back to more of community policing mm -hmm. where yeah they're checking on people that they, they know have had an issue before yeah they're not there to do anything other than to say hi how you doing yeah you know what i mean like and talk to them for five minutes and that's been dude you but, are talk you are preaching to the choir man yeah that's been my experience with the beat policing here with yeah. going out with the beat officers is yeah. that what i've seen and don't get me wrong they have to get dirty sometimes that's sure. none of my business right yeah. because what i've seen on the regular with the majority well all the ones that i've been with right is an engagement with the public that is mm -hmm. second to none as far as i've seen and okay and i with patrol it's the same like i mm -hmm. see but again again i understand that i'm in a position where i might not see the other stuff right sure um, and so I, i'm not saying it's not existing and yeah. I'm not suggesting that I'm defending anyone because I'm fucking not. Because you and I both know that I think that people who do bad shit are probably going to get punished. Or yeah. at least they're, you know what I mean? And I'm not oh, going to totally. argue yeah. with that. Um, but I, I can't lie and also say that it's not true. That, yeah. that I don't see this. That I don't see these beat officers walking into stores, talking to the homeless folks, like yeah. making sure people aren't freezing to death. Like that's what I see. Yeah. right and, and i doubt i'm not important enough for anyone want to impress me so i'm sure that the the majority of of them would be in agreement with us right we totally. want we want less enforcement in things that don't need enforcement right? exactly and yeah. and that's where i don't want this to become a value judgment on no pro or anti whatever no, no. And I, to I'm me it's about overall anyway like, yeah but to me it's about it's about taking like like programs we know that work or mm -hmm. or just putting compassion back into these systems that's the like idea understanding like you know let's switch to healthcare. i mean how many people go into a, an er even before covid went into an er or a doctor's office and came out very unhappy with what mm -hmm. they just went through right mm -hmm. like whether they weren't listened to they were ignored mm -hmm. and it was 38 seconds and they had a prescription they didn't feel like they got mm -hmm. you know what i mean like yes so we need to put well, the compassion back in there Yes. And you, know? you just, you mentioned that, like, I'm glad you did because it's not just law enforcement, right? Like we, yeah. we got to talk about the medical community, like exactly. how, how, um, how are mental health patients treated overall in Alberta? Yeah. Um, I'm going to go ahead and throw it. Uh, I'm going to wager a guess. Okay. That it's not always this way, of yeah. course, but there is a high percentage of people who are abused in the system simply because they have mental health difficulties, yep. right? And 
I don't know how to get around that, right? Because yeah. the the one is one of the essential components to the mental health system um, is psychiatry, right? Yeah. And the most trouble that people that I encounter have <laughs> is with psychiatrists. Yeah. So like you can't take the component out, right? Like how yeah. do you like you said? How do we interweave compassion back in here for um, for a portion of the job market that's not known for their compassion? Yeah. Right. I'm not saying they're not kind and they don't care. That's not what I'm saying. But their bedside manner can oftentimes set off somebody with a mental health concern. Absolutely. Like, and and so, and again, I don't know, man, what people should do for their jobs and what they need to do. I I get there's reasons why they're cold as ice or whatever. I don't know. (laughs) But that's not my point. My point is that we can all do better. That's all. And when we're, so when we're talking about law enforcement, that is one component. Yeah. So I've I've spoken to family members who've lost loved ones, yeah. right? Um, to this, and they they had a harder time with the medical medical community, Absolutely. right? Yeah. Like in terms that. of getting proper necessary care, right? Yeah. Now, is that always because they're jerks? No, of course not. So, sometimes the legitimate the system's overwhelmed, right? Yeah, over hundred percent. And the last three to five years, overwhelmed. Right. Well, and that's what I mean. And, and it, to me, it's not about, you know, saying one profession or the other is bad. Yeah. It's about saying, okay, well, let's put ourselves in their well, shoes. But they're probably not saying over- they're bad anyway. We're no, but comparing the size of their budget, right? Yeah. But yeah. I just think like when you're in those jobs, like, um, you know, you're in the healthcare profession, it's probably like you said, it's overwhelmed, especially right now. So you're overworked, you're overstressed, you, you have to look after more patients than you possibly are supposed to be able to. Mm-hmm. But you have to. Um, well, when did but, the opioid so, crisis start? Yeah, and I think that's where, to me, that's where the compassion comes in. Is not necessarily mm-hmm. even delivering programs to end user. It's mm-hmm. how can we relieve the pressure off of these people exactly. so they can go back to doing this compassionate work. Meanwhile, yeah. and you know, and and take the stresses out for people. Yep. You know. Yeah. Like, would it would it be easier um, for these different large organizations to adjust to the new this new like desire that humans have to be compassionate for one another and i think it's weird that there's resistance towards compassion (laughs) like i do think that's weird right like it's a little weird yeah and of course most people won't say that they're resisting compassion they'll use like a argument of logic to settle their score right like in terms of treating humans like numbers and like i get it you can do that and in some cases you have to right like when you're when you're looking at large groups of people you have to look at some numbers sure i get it right but that but like the again the human should always outweigh the organization absolutely always right like and we live in a wonderful country where we get free health care right yeah um so i think if we're going to give free health care just because it's free doesn't mean we should shit on people when they come and, and need it, right? <laughs> exactly, like, yeah. It's like, um, and I don't, I'm not saying that our, our medical, overall, the medical, like health, mental health, medical, physical health, all that stuff, our Alberta health in general, the workers in there are amazing, right? Mm-hmm. But there are also many racist workers in in the hospitals too, right? Like we have examples of that being another. 
And now is that, as you mentioned, because you got me thinking about this now, because um, once, once you brought it over to talking about the medical profession in terms of the stressors, right? Yeah. Like if we were to remove some of the stressors from them, would they have an easier time being compassionate? Yeah, exactly. Right? Like, yeah. would it, just like, just like law enforcement, if we take Absolutely. some of these stresses that, they, that we've always assumed were inherent to those jobs, yep. but we take them from them, right? Like we, we also provide supports to medics, yes. right? We provide supports to nurses, to doctors. Yep. And I know there are supports for those people and, and reaching out. Um, but I'm, I'm thinking that those supports have to be outside the organization right for you know for um confidentiality sake Uh, because unfortunately um not all members of these large organizations trust the overall organization (laughs) exactly and and that is not the individual's fault that's the organization that's at the responsibility of the organization for sure for creating an environment of distrust right like and don't get me wrong i know the organizational side would say yeah but we had to combat people taking advantage of our kindness yeah exactly (laughs) right like okay i get it um anyway there's more and more supports developing even with some of these larger organizations yeah and i think as we're talking those are going to alleviate some of those stressors yeah and i think i think for me that's like i what i hate is i we listen to like anytime there's a just you know um, a debate about healthcare and how much you should spend on it it always comes down to like, oh, we're going to have to lay off staff or we're going to have to hire staff and pay higher wages. That's it. Those are like the only things you really hear about. But it's like, but if you actually go and talk to the people doing those jobs, like maybe if you made their jobs easier, better tools <laughs> to do it, meant yeah. less, which would cause less stress. But like, yeah. if you alleviate a lot of that pressure off of them, mm-hmm. I don't think it necessarily means you have to lay off staff you have to mm-hmm. give them big raises or cut their wages like but those are seem to me the only talking points when it comes to budget and i well, think because... that's the problem is because you mentioned like you have to put humans in there mm-hmm. and so yeah when you're looking at a piece of paper and you're just looking at budget for this and it's it is it's just mathematical at that point but then you have to realize for every dollar on there that represents like a person that is you're balancing out a yeah. balance sheet with people yeah. And I, that's where I'd like to see more, mm-hmm. more work being done on government and these agencies uh, mm-hmm. to say, no, we're not like, we will negotiate wages for the nurses or the doctors mm-hmm. or whatever. Right. But we're also going to negotiate like our mental health programs. We're yeah. going to negotiate um, even the, you know, some support programs for our staff, mm-hmm. you know, like negotiate those things in. Or, or, and on both sides of it, like, and that's what I'd like to see when I say compassion, I think that's what I mean is like, let's get more compassion for the people there, as well as the people coming, coming there. Mm -hmm. As well as the people who have to make hard decisions, right? Exactly. Yeah. And that's the thing about like having compassion when, when I think it's important to have it as well, always, if I can, but like, especially when it's hard, right? Like, because I think that requires more compassion, not less. Uh, And I'm not sure I'm equipped for that yet, but I think like it, I think that's probably what it requires, right? To cross the threshold into just that kind of universal love for other living things. Yeah. You know, um, I don't know. I mean, I guess, and that goes off on a tangent of its own. Uh, (laughs) 
It does. But I, you know, I just yeah. thought the budget thing was kind of interesting because it it's just super me, interesting. Yeah. It just made me think about how little we spend on, on some programs. Mm. Like really, realistically, let's, let's take a, one thing that drives me nuts is when it snows in Calgary, if you're in a wheelchair, you're not getting anywhere. Yeah. Why aren't we spending money on a program to clean the goddamn sidewalks mm-hmm. so people can get around? Yeah. But we, you know, it's things like that. Like, you mm-hmm. don't, you know, a lot of people probably don't think of that, but it's like, but that inconveniences and not just inconveniences, it, it cripples. Like it just shuts down a certain portion of the population. It does. For me, able to access services, mm-hmm. for me, able to get to work. So mm-hmm. we need to have more things like that, where it's like, well, let, let's get those things dealt mm-hmm. with you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, anyways, that's what it makes. Well, what we're, what we're talking about is what, um, reminds me of what Arthur and I were talking about when we, him and I met for a coffee. Um, yeah. remember Arthur from the police? Yeah. 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 And he's very community oriented. Right. And yeah. so we were talking about if they could take some of that budget for justice and create institutions specifically for drug court, issues mental health issues yes right and and then have more of those in less prisons right like yep. or take prisons cut them in half mm-hmm. have half of it is rehabilitation yep right and half of it is your the guy the people who just want to chill and do their time sure. right like yeah. which is fair too because they have a right to that right like yeah absolutely um but i don't know something's got to give on the like in the big scheme of things something has to change yeah because i i think it's changing in individuals right like there's individuals that are like you mentioned the group earlier there's there's just more and more individuals giving a shit right and um doing something about it yeah so if there are more and more individuals giving a shit and doing something about it then like something's going to change eventually eventually governments will change policy it just takes time to push up that high right absolutely yeah yeah what do you think? Speaking of the government being pressured to do shit, uh, what do you make of these ding dongs that uh, stormed the Capitol? <laughs> well, <laughs> all I could think of was Trump, dude. Somebody said they stormed the Capitol, and I was like, "Oh, it's very Trumpian." Yeah, right. <laughs> I have to say, I this just drives me nuts because it's like I I fully support everybody's right to protest. Of course, man. If me too. Wanted 100%. to drive those trucks onto Parliament grass park them and set up camp for the next yep. eight months yep. don't care but when you start like beating up homeless people so that you can get a meal at the shelter yeah or blocking off er's so that mm-hmm. anybody nobody can get there like yeah honestly those people need to be going put in jail like dude and waving nazi flags and doing all that yeah like I, yeah like that dude? that stuff's just over the top like that's Holy just smokes man you know, so like I just I agree. If you don't want the vaccine, just you go protest yeah. a little hard out, go wave your signs. Yep. But and the other thing that really irritates me is you watch the west and east coast, you watch uh, a certain portion of the population who protests expansion on their territory, mm-hmm. on their land, and they will get moved by SWAT teams and sniper rifles mm-hmm. and canines trained to attack. And tanks. And tanks and fully militarized RCMP mm-hmm. death squads, as far as I'm mm-hmm. concerned. And then you watch these guys and they get welcomed into Ontario. They get, well, how can we support you? Well, let's bring you some food. Let's 
let's take care of you. And they're literally choking off them. They're shutting down the economy. Do you think that is like, like the, do you think that is the liberal mindset that people talk about? That um, the, no, it's okay. Like, even though I agree with their right to protest too, right? But the, but not yeah. the right to like hurt people or absolutely or, or continue hurtful speech or hurtful yeah. actions, whatever it is, right? Like nope. I'm not for that. Um, but do you think that that plays a part in that? What's that? Um, shit, that they I'm get awesome. welcomed? Yeah, that they get welcomed. Oh, 100% because, it does. But yeah. I, it, it doesn't explain the, um, the differences in how they're treated, right? Like that doesn't explain that because there is no reason why the two methods are so different, yeah. right? Between when the RCMB, RC, RCMB, RCMP invades indigenous land, yeah. like that's an invasion, mm-hmm. right? However, um, they, we just, we treat this so differently when, and I get it, man. People will be like, well, there's just reasons why you got to do it different and there'll be political answers and there'll be bureaucratic answers and there'll be law enforcement's right answers and then there'll be like the religious right answers and all these different things but the truth the truth remains that they get treated better 100 percent, right like there's less guns pointed at them much less guns let's like like i I always do this with people like i compare okay so you got indigenous protesters that are protesting Mm -hmm. a pipeline yeah. What is the big hate because they're protesting that pipeline is because you're shutting down jobs. God damn it. Those are jobs we need. That's we need to move that product to market. You literally have the exact same thing. It's a method of transporting products. That's all it is. I'm in supply chain management. When you talk in classes about pipelines and trucks, it doesn't matter. So you literally have the pipeline now protesting and shutting down but people aren't like there's people that are supporting this and those are the same people that will scream about the lost jobs when indigenous protests a pipeline yeah so i don't understand why they have any support how they've raised eight million dollars is beyond me i and i don't know how any of them have their trucks still i'm not i can't believe they like they should be towed yeah because as far as i know it's even illegal to to create a convoy on the highway. Is it? As far as I know. Probably under the Traffic Safety Act, right? Yeah, because I mean, nobody can pass you. Nobody can, yeah. it's dangerous. Yeah. Like, I'm just, to me, the discrepancy there is just drastic and should yeah. be in your face clear that Canada clearly has a racial issue. I, I just, it's one more example of people turning away from what's going on right yeah. like one more example of yeah. another time to ignore um the residential schools and yeah. the children and the survivors and um i know there's nothing else we can do except for continue to support the indigenous like folks who are going through this yeah um i don't really know how that support looks except for like keep like talking letting them talk share and and yeah. and learning about it because I tell you, I, it, it sickens me, man, to think that like, yeah. um, not, not the protests, right. But the, it's the racism that comes out in a portion of that group that yes. ruins the whole thing for the whole group, as far as I'm concerned. 
<laughs> right? Because um, aligning yourself with that is is pretty challenging. That like yeah, you know. Well, um, I just I wonder how people would feel if like you had a, a a protest where people were advocating for like waving flags that represented the death of hundreds of thousands of of white people, or mm -hmm. you know, like they probably wouldn't appreciate that, but. For some reason nowadays, waving a Nazi flag has become totally okay. Yeah, but I think and I don't it brings up. Uh, dude, I think it, no, I'm sorry, man. Like no. I, I think it brings up the undercurrent of anti-Semitism that has been in North America forever, which right? I don't even understand. I but... have absolutely no idea where it comes from. But then again, I am not 100 percent sure why there's <laughs> racial bigotry at all, right? Yeah, I um, I get that it's a thing, but I I'm not 100 percent sure why. Um, yeah. And so also not a hundred percent sure about that either. <laughs> yeah, I know. Right. But yeah, no, these guys are just, I don't know these. And I just, it, it really bothers me the way it's being treated, yeah. dealt with, with kid gloves. Everybody's like, no, they're protesting. Well, I've been to other protests mm -hmm. where people don't get treated that well. Well, and, I and not just indigenous a... protests yep. either. Like, you know, like anti-hate rallies and stuff mm -hmm. like that. Like, people with signs and they're yeah. you know they're not treated that well so it's yeah. it's just kind of like it really does seem to be like who you are matters when it, it, comes it really to does matter it makes a difference like who you represent well and i think and this too is a lot of political parties have thrown in with this camp over the years and so i think for that reason there's a lot of political pressure to not you know what of i mean of course there's got to yeah. be people who are like well, we got to do this a certain way, right? Because it's our base. And... Yeah. And well, I mean, no, it's because they're people. That's and... right. That's right. They're Canadians. <laughs> we have rights all of a sudden. Yeah. They're yeah. Canadian citizens as yeah. opposed to Indigenous citizens, you bastards. Um, well, you know, when you were talking about the RCMP and their death squad, I was like, dude, it really is. And if you're like, if you're on the other side of the barrel of yeah. those guns, absolutely right like yeah think about that group of people with their balaclavas coming onto your territory right like what do you think they're going to do they're well, not there to hug you no no right? no the story that got me was a few oh jesus uh, maybe 10 years ago now um but there was a there was a soldier that came back from middle east uh named greg matters and i don't know what rank he was or anything but he matters but, yeah, and he had heavy, heavy PTSD, and they uh, they murdered him. Oh. Um, they and they lied about it, and nothing ever happened. And it was, but it was their special enforcement team that had to go from yeah. across Canada. We flew them all the way out to BC, and within a few hours, they murdered the guy, knowing. And the worst part is, is they knew he had PTSD. Yeah. So they showed up at nighttime with helicopters in full military like paraphernalia like guns everything just right? to make him feel comfortable then yeah 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 and the reason they were there was because he got in a fist fight with his brother earlier in the day jesus so they couldn't have waited till the next day to just arrest him like what a bunch so of it goons. was it was a story like that and then i actually contact i was in contact with his mom Mm -hmm. a little bit and we kind of interacted online um just through text messages and stuff and it was it was pretty heartbreaking and, it, and it, it's made me realize like they're okay with shooting a former canadian military mm -hmm. that means they're okay with shooting anybody 
Oh yeah, man. Like as much as the you know race does play an issue in a lot of issues today, um, there's a I think there's a lot of cases where they'll, they'll those squads are there to do one thing, mm-hmm. and then they'll do it. Yeah, if they're called, and, you know. And I think when you mention military, they'll go through different measures if it's a a non person of color. Yes, military I'm member. sure they will. Yeah. The the measures that are taken, I assume, are different, right? Because that would help. Yeah. Well, I mean, I assume they're yeah. different only because there is such a difference in treatment of indigenous and black people and people of color yeah. that is much worse than it is for guys like me, right? Oh, totally. Like, um, and obviously, you know, um, I couldn't possibly understand the other side of that, right? So, right. Oh, but I can say it, it must be worse. That's all I can say is yeah. it must be worse because I've seen people so afraid of the police that it makes you shake thinking yeah. what happened to them, yep. right? That's what happened to them. And, and I'm not going to judge what happened to them, right? Like, yeah. and it, because oftentimes what happens to them is exactly what they say. Yeah. They get pulled out and they get the shit beat out of them. Yeah. Right. For fears that are founded in like absolute ignorance. Right. Like, yeah. um, and so anyway, I don't want to get off on that tangent. Um, yeah, no, I was just gonna say, but yeah, back to those truckers. I just, yeah. uh, I think it's a real shame that mm-hmm. uh, that that's being dealt with the way it is, and that that it's I not, too. you know. And and I, I think we all have to realize too, like these guys literally represent the smallest minority of truckers, and I use that loosely only in the sense that I'm not convinced that all of the people involved there are actual truckers. Even the ones driving trucks, I'm not sure if they're all truckers. Mm-hmm. So, like, I just, I, I don't want to give the the trucking industry the, you know, like, oh, you guys are all like this because they're no. not. Like the vast, not, vast majority are vaccinated. They're going yeah. to work. They're not in Ottawa. Shit. And, and if we talk about professions ground. in general, we're yeah. talking about it in general. We don't. Yeah. I, like we at no point in time do I ever think that every person in this and no. this profession is a, a shit heel not at all right like well that'd be just, hypocrisy if you're just going to do that and then turn around and go exactly but you shouldn't right. hate people i know <laughs> well and the, the only thing that concerns like but it concerns me about both it, it concerns me about many movements actually yeah like where these unsavory groups get like wrapped up inside this really good movement right yeah. like because it's not a bad thing that people want to protest the measures. Like that's nope. what, dude, that's why I live in this country, bro. Like I appreciate yeah, that. Shit. That's what that charter of rights is for. Well, what like. I don't appreciate is protecting racists. I no. don't appreciate that. I don't appreciate. And again, there's probably a good portion of the people that are on this like movement that don't appreciate it. Right. Yeah. And I hope that if once they find out they have this like hidden portion of their group, like maybe they bail out right like because people aren't beyond redemption no matter what but it has to be looked at for what it is right i mean we hear we heard it for the whole time with black lives matter matt yep a lot of these same people who are like oh no but we're not all racist those are the same people who were like saying well black lives matter is a crooked organization and blah 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 exactly like obviously there's a portion like but again, we're talking about organizations that, that have like um, lots of different characters in them, right? Yeah. Like 
so many different characters, so many yeah. different personalities. Like there's just so much going on in these organizations because they're loose organizations, yeah. right? They're not necessarily, everybody goes to the same office every, every day, right? Like yeah. these are organizations that, you know, gather via the internet, yep. right? And by other means. For sure. You know, um, so anyway, and, and it's on both sides. It's on all sides, right? Yeah. Like the the difficulty with um, weeding through that, I think, is because it is so prevalent in every large organization. Yeah. You know, it just eventually people get crooked. Well, and I think I mean there's some, a certain some amount people of people. Do, not everybody. Well, and there's a certain amount of people that will see opportunities to like, oh, there's people protesting. Oh, I'm going to go throw rocks at a building and get them in Dude, trouble. hundred percent, man. So like that's, yeah, that's going to happen. And I get that. Yep. Like when it's, and it's not even like, I mean, the racism is terrible, but like Obviously. for me, it's the, what they're doing while they're there. Yeah. Like they're expecting homeless shelters to feed them and they've blocked off the streets so bad that homeless people can't get to the shelters now. Yeah. You know, stuff like that. It's like, well, you guys desecrate and stuff that they complain about other people yeah, desecrating. Exactly. Right? Like they're all yeah. against knocking down names on buildings, mm-hmm. but they'll go shit on the lost, the unknown soldier grave. Yeah. And they'll go, you know, take dumps on Terry Fox. Like what, what the hell, man? Those are two statues they should have left alone. Like well, they should have, yeah. you know what I mean? Like who, like, who what a way to piss name? off more Canadians. Yeah. Than you. But like, but that shows you that their goal is not about masks or vaccines exactly their goal is about shit right yeah it's about causing shit and making lots of donations and making the press lots of donations of shit yeah (laughs) well that too probably yeah definitely especially when they have speaker nights (laughs) oh Oh, anyways now that we've solved the world's problems yeah well, and you know, I just like occasionally talking about these things because I find that I really don't have an opinion on yeah. things unless people are getting hurt, right? Yeah, and, exactly. And because people get hurt by hate signs and hate speech, yep. that's one of those things that bugs me, right? Like, yeah. Um, and yeah, and I, I think I think it bugs most of us, to be honest Absolutely. with you. Like, uh, I think it bugs most people, but, or sorry, and having said that, I don't think... I don't really know how many people are racist and how many people aren't right. Like I, I wish it was easy to see today, um, but it's just not right. It is. It's, it is so tricky, man, because yep. there are, there are things that we say as humans that sometimes we just never gave a thought to. Right. Oh, yeah. And, and it's like, Whoa, dude, like you can't say that. <laughs> right. Right. Um, or you don't do that, man. Like, don't do that. Like, that's a yeah, bad exactly. idea, man. You know? Um, and I just think it's good. I think we've got oh, to absolutely. figure this shit out, man. Part of it yeah. is like, like you were, we kept talking about earlier, that compassion. All we're yeah. trying to do by causing less harm is, is like be more compassionate, more loving. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Like, and, and loving and compassion doesn't mean tolerance of bad behavior, right? Exactly. What it means is let's find a a more applicable solution to this bad behavior considering our plans previously have not fucking worked exactly (laughs) right exactly you know and that's the thing like we there's countries out there that are shutting down their prisons their their school programs that are at the top of the world every year and it's Mm -hmm. like we should just do more of that 
that's where we need to start focusing. You know? I, I agree, man. Like on the structures that we have already in place, let's start restructuring those now. Yeah, like, like modernize term, them. Like these yeah, are all term prisons to change prisons, man. Well, you got to remember all of these systems are built on like late mid 1800 mm. British colonialism. Yeah, man. Like, like do seriously. you think we maybe should update the systems a little bit? <laughs> I, dude, I don't get it, man. And I know there's like programs available in federal prison and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, but there just needs to be more, less punitive and more like rehabilitative. Right. I think like so, that's yeah. all I'm thinking, man. Like, yeah, I, I am encouraged to hear about all this talk. Like it seems to be very popular right now, man, about decriminalization. Yes. What's happening like in, um, is it Edmonton? Edmonton thinking about it? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and I, I think it was, that, I think it was Edmonton. I know that in BC, yeah. a couple places um, yeah. have gone for that. I don't know if they have it yet, but I, yeah, uh, I'm not sure. Man, that is a good sign, dude. It's a good totally. sign. Yeah, yeah. I, I know people are going to, it's going to be really chaotic for a while. Right. Um, or at least it could be very chaotic for a while, yeah. but again, so could have legalizing marijuana. Right. Well, but the thing is, is this isn't new either. No. There's lot. There's other countries, and not just one or two. There's like five, yeah. six, seven countries that have all decriminalized or legalized mm -hmm. all drugs, ended yeah. the war on drugs. Yeah, man. And those are the ones that are seeing decreases in violence, crime, yeah. decreases in petty crimes, decreases in vehicle thefts, decreases mm -hmm. in their healthcare spending, decreases on you know like so mm -hmm. your justice system is relieved of its stress. Yeah. People are getting back to work. They're getting healthy. Mm -hmm. They're feeling connected again. Like. That's what we want in a society 100%. with pulling their bootstraps up and getting to work. Mm -hmm. Well, let's give them some boots to wear and maybe they yeah. can do that. Yeah. Right. So yep. agreed, man. Yeah. Well, we've solved all the problems. That's right. Universe. I feel good. Yeah, man. I feel like we dug up more problems than we started with. <laughs> that's, that's my feeling. And I'm going to stick with that. That's okay though, because I mean, discussions, I don't know. We didn't really solve nothing, but we sure talked about some shit. So. Well, and I think it's important to talk about it, you know? I agree, I man. I agree because there, there needs to be, I, I just feel that, I don't know if there, what needs to happen. I shouldn't say that, but I, I believe one of the things that needs to happen is a restructuring, reprioritizing of our justice system in general. Right, and that that includes law enforcement, but it's not specific to law enforcement. No, no, courts, it's the whole gamut, the whole probation, yeah. parole, everything. Absolutely, right? like, yeah, we just need to re. And I'm, I don't know, maybe we don't need to burn the whole thing down, but we certainly need to like redo some rooms. Absolutely, like, yeah. In this house, this house is fucking old, and yeah. we need to redo some rooms. It needs a few right? fresh coats of paint and stuff. Just a few coats of paint. That's it. No <laughs> big deal, right? Exactly. Yeah, man. Right on, man. Well, right on, man. brother. Yeah, you can turn that record up. It was really good chatting with you, dude. Yeah, man. It was awesome.